What up, mountain athletes? Corey here. I want to tell you about an exciting new service that's now available to the podcast listeners. It's called the Mountain Wellness Dispensary. Mike and I know how hard it is to navigate the supplement world. To know if you're taking the right ones. Sometimes you question if you're just wasting your money. So we make it easy for you. All you got to do is head over to our website at mountainwellness.life. Click on the dispensary tab and set up a personal profile. Once your profile is set up, you'll be able to browse all of the recommended supplements you hear about on the podcast, and you'll be able to browse many other products trusted by practitioners, physicians, and human performance coaches in our space. Again, head over to our website at mountainwellness.life, click on the dispensary tab, and you'll be on your way to shopping the top health and performance supplements in the industry. Mountain Wellness, optimizing human performance to extend longevity for mountain athletes. What up, Mountain Athletes? Welcome to another episode of the Mountain Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Roy Reed, and I'm joined, as always, with my mountain brother and co-host, Mr. Mike Mahina. What's going on, my dude? Yeah, California to Big Mo. I am excited about today. <laughs> Big Mo-Mo. That's right, dude. Big Mo-Mo. The race season's heating up uh, today. We got Jesse and Brian from the uh, Governor's Cup on the show, as we promised. So I'm pretty stoked about it. Yeah, I love runners, man. I can't wait to hear about this race because I just, I love everybody that runs, that likes to run. We just need to transition them onto the, onto the trails, into the mountains. So... <laughs> little bit of background governor's cup takes place here in helena montana uh home of the the mountain athlete recovery den um i know we got a big listenership here in the local area so shout out to everyone uh our local people know the governor's cup is a big deal um basically how many races i believe there's uh, we'll get into the details with brian and jesse but i think there's four races all together right mike yeah and that's awesome because it gives you that opportunity to to Entry level to advanced, you know, you're all, all the different levels. Yeah. And uh, I believe there's about 2,000 participants, and uh, it draws a big, uh, a lot of people from the community, volunteers and sponsors. And uh, we'll get into the details of that today with Brian and Jesse. But, um, you know, as I mentioned, it's a, it's a, well, we got a marathon as the elite class or, or the big race. Um, and it is a Boston qualifier, which is interesting. I believe, I believe it's a Boston qualifier. Ah. Um, but one thing, you know, it's a little bit outside of our, our space as far as, you know, the, the mountain athlete and the, the outdoor adventure space. However, with it being local here in Montana and Montana just being the mountain state, um, it's, uh, I, I would fair, I, I think it's fair to say there's a, probably a large percentage of individuals that are racing that uh, also partake in, in mountain pursuits. So we're stoked to be a, a sponsor of the event and, and be a part of it. I, so Mike, you, you, uh, I know you do a lot of trail running. I don't do much running, but um, have you ran much on pavement or you started just trail running, didn't you? 
I did start on the trail. I think that's just because I, you know, I do a lot of outdoor backpacking stuff. And I think it was just a natural progression to just stay on the trail. Once I, it was getting popular, I'm like, I got to try this. And then I've never looked back. It's just, uh, running is so good for you. It's so good for the lungs. It's so good for, but don't let us catch your mouth breathing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I bring up, because I, I thought you started on trail, but the reason I bring it up. I, I've noticed at the recovery den, um, and just in my massage practice in general, the last 10 years, the most yeah. frequent athletes with injuries tend to be, uh, road runners, um, and not trail runners. And, you know, there's, I know on my side of it, there, there's several reasons why that is everything from, you know, poor running mechanics, uh, you know, heel striking and, um, just the, uh, running, on the pavement is not as favorable as trail running. And you would think it, obviously trail running has its disadvantages with the uneven terrain and some of the, yeah, uh, right. You know, the ruts and stuff like that, but, um, it's a lot softer than running on asphalt. And when you're talking about prepping for a marathon, you know, 26 miles, I know we had, uh, um, John and Jonathan on the podcast, you know, talking about ultra running and, you know, doing a hundred miles in, in the mountains is definitely like, that's, that's gnarly. But, you know, I think there's definitely something to be said about running 26 miles on pavement as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't because when the trails are closed from rain, I will run at the park and I, and there's a, there's a paved trail all the way around it. And I actually run on the grass right next to it. It's just too hard on my, uh, my legs and my feet and my everything just, it just hurts. So I'm like, I, as soon as I hit the hard surface, I'm like, I, I can't do it for a long, long length of time. But um, a lot of people are fine with it. And of course, you know, if it's just one race or whatever, you're you're good and people train that way and, it's, and it works great for them. Yeah. Well, one thing to remember for you runners out there, um, you know, every time we come through in our stride and, and we, you know, impact on our foot or we land on a foot, you're landing on one foot, right? So, um, that impact is about double your body weight. So you think about, especially people that aren't trained, they don't, um, you know, marathoners are, uh, that's a different beast or ultras, totally different beast. Sure. That takes a lot of volume, right? You got to build up that, that endurance, the muscular endurance, the, the attachment, uh, the attachment tissues, ligaments, tendons, and whatnot. Um, but what I find is, you know, a lot of people running is really accessible and it gets people into fitness, which is great. gets them mm -hmm. moving. But if they have poor running mechanics and they, and they set out like, I'm going to run a half marathon. Um, and they don't necessarily have the, you know, their mechanics dialed in. And I'll give you an example of, so you have double impact as you come through on your stride, as you hit your, your foot. Right. So let's just say you're a 150 pound individual. That's 300 pounds of impact, um, that you're striking that, that impact comes, you know, through your foot, ankle, up the knee to the hip, all the way up to the shoulder. Um, so when you're talking about heel striking, for example, and not having proper mechanics, when you heel strike, you're taking a lot of your shock absorption away, right? Um, and I loved, I worked with Brian McKenzie. Uh, we know him in the breathwork sort of uh, sphere now, but Brian McKenzie started um, CrossFit uh, endurance back in the day, about 10 years ago. And, uh, I was at CrossFit Los Angeles with, you know, Kenny Gaines, Jim, and yeah. Brian did a seminar there and he, he gave this example 
of um of why it's bad basically to to heel strike and he gave us jump ropes and he's like okay i want everybody to to jump rope do some double unders you know and uh basically jump rope as normal uh so we we all knocked you know we knocked out probably a hundred or whatever it was and he stops and he's like okay now what happens if you um if you guys go ahead and try to jump rope on your heels, what's going to happen? So everybody, you know, was like, oh, well, that doesn't make any sense. And, and basically, you gave the example of, like, jump roping or running is not much different as far as, like, running, you're just going into forward motion, but you want to be up on the balls of your feet to absorb a lot of that impact. And myself as a massage therapist, what I know about the musculature system is if you, especially with high volume, that it causes a lot of contraction and then um, that continuous contraction with high volume, you get tight, right? You get stiff. The muscles are, are, are tight. Um, so then when you head out and you're doing your runs, uh, especially on pavement um, and there's, you know, a little bit more mileage involved. Now you're just like pretty much, you know, it's compounding because uh, poor, poor mechanics. And then on top of, of just the overall, muscular tension from the training itself and then that's when you know shin splints and knee pain hip pain back pain all that stuff starts to to pop up that's really interesting because i i uh as we're talking about doubling the weight on the impact i have worked recently really hard on lightening my on the downhills on my impact because that's where a lot of my injuries and i shouldn't say injuries but like oh well i have a pain for a couple days in a foot or some area and it's always from the impact and so I, I've lessened yep. my stride. Um, I run, I try to run faster, but lighter, um, especially in the downhill. I'll, I will be, I'm much more careful than I used to be because I realized, yeah, there's a lot of impact yeah. coming down on those strikes. Awesome. Yeah. Being more strategic on foot placement. Um, yeah. another thing to consider is footwear. So, um, and I've seen this, especially as the, the minimalist foot. Uh, like shoes came onto the market and even the barefoot sort of movement. I don't know how they do that. The, yeah. it, it's it's great, but the problem is there's an adaptation similar to breath work, right? You can't just jump in and start doing nasal breathing in all aerobic capacities. There's an adaptation. <laughs> right, right. Um, but it, if you look at the footwear through the 90s and even either the 2000s, um, a lot of them were, were built up heels, right? They had really like a lot of cushion and they had this forward pitch, like a, a a heel rise. Well, that's not favorable to going back to what I was just talking about with running mechanics. Um, the problem is if you have a nice, nice cushion on your heel, it's a lot easier to heel strike because you're not, you're not picking up that impact, um, in the same way as if you were barefoot, right? Cause anybody that's what takes off running barefoot you know right away you're you immediately adjust your mechanics um because right. you're, you have to be more strategic on how you place your feet so basically you strap some pillows or cushions around your feet uh people get a lot more sloppy uh with their mechanics ah. um but going back to the the point of minimalist shoes i saw a problem about uh, when they really started becoming pop, uh, popular like the zero drops and stuff what happens is people went too quick. So they were running these really elevated heels, uh, a lot of cushion. They went to a minimalist shoe with a lot less cushion uh, on top of no, you know, no rise on the, on the heel. Um, and they were still, they still had the same 
mechanics as they did when they ran in those big cushion, you know, shoes. So heel striking, not as much cushion. Uh, they start to develop the, the shin splints, knee pain and all that type of stuff. Gotcha. So if you are, if, you know, going to go to a more of a minimalist shoe um, or a zero drop, sometimes, you know, not going, jumping into that right away and transitioning. So, you know, going to basically take it in steps. Don't go straight to a zero drop shoe, but something to consider. It's, you know, those elevated heels, they definitely ca- causes athletes to definitely heel strike or they're more prone to heel strike. Gotcha. Let's hear about this. Let's hear more about this race. All right. Should we go talk to Jesse and Brian, who they are the uh, director and assistant director of the governor's cup. Um, I know I'm stoked. I want to hear a little bit more about the athletes and what's going on. So let's go have a conversation with Brian and Jesse from the governor's cup. Good morning, guys. How, how, this is Brian, and uh, Jesse Zentz is with me as well with the Governor's Cup. Yeah, what's up, Brian? What's up, Jesse? How much? How's it going, Corey? Oh, dude, it's um good. It's a good morning. Weather's nice and crisp, and uh, got my coffee in hand, ready to to talk some some Governor's Cup. So, welcome to the show. We're stoked to have you guys. Very nice. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Uh, so you guys got your coffee sitting on anything good? Yep, I do. Brian doesn't drink it. <laughs> I've uh, never had a cup of coffee in my Is life. Is that right? Wow. Yep. Well, yeah, Corey probably... ruined me on coffee. <laughs> I was in the same boat. I never drank coffee. And then I'd watch him make his. He's very specific about formulas. Hey, and I'm by Mike, by the way. And which one's Jesse? I see you now. Ah, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Too. Okay, so I know for the listeners, we got Brian, you're the, the director of the Governor's Cup, and then Jesse, what's your role? I kind of play an assistant race director role and, and help with the elite athlete recruitment and, and whatever Brian asks me to do. Nice. He keeps me in line, really. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, he said elite. I don't know, that, I'm gonna, we're going to have to dig into that. Um, ah. <laughs> so... Right. Uh, one thing that we really wanted to, you know, this, we just kind of want to highlight the governor's cup. Mike and I, uh, I've lived in, in Helena for about five years, and it's it's been an event that's been on my radar, something I've heard about uh, the whole time I've been here. Uh, from my understanding, it's quite a big racing event. There's a lot of events that take place and a lot of races that take place. So uh, I think just to kick it off, it'd be good if you guys just give the just an overview um of the Governor's Cup, and then we can kind of dig in maybe into some of the details and uh, talk some racing. Yeah, you bet. Um, I can start off. So this will be the 48th uh, running of the Governor's Cup. Uh, it was uh, started by Governor Tom Judge uh, back in, I'll oh, give me the date. 1974. 1974 as a way to promote uh, wellness and, and being active. And Blue Cross Blue Shield of Montana was a sponsor at that time. Uh, they sponsored the race for about five years. And then uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Montana actually took over the race. So every year is presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Montana. And uh, we're expecting this year right around about 2,000 registered runners uh, to uh, be hitting the streets of uh, Helena and the surrounding area. 
we have a marathon, half marathon, 10K, 5K, and a marathon relay. Those are our Saturday events. And then uh, Friday night, we have our mile fun run. And uh, it's just, it's a hell of a staple. You know, it's, we've been here, uh, it's been around for about 50 years now. Uh, it was one of the longest uh, continually ran races in the state. Uh, you know, we had to cancel in 2020 because of uh, uh, the pandemic, but we're, we're excited to kind of be back to where we were in 2019. And it's, it's a great, it's a great way to kick off summer. It's always the second Saturday in June. Uh, we always order up pretty nice weather for it. You know, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a great, it's, and it's a great event because as Jesse, you know, you can talk a little bit about elite athletes that come, but it's family friendly. You know, you, you, uh, it's just a great way to kick off the summer. Okay, so it's um, these are all so it's all focused around running each event, correct? Yes. And then the so the elite event is going to be a marathon. That the, the the biggest longest. Yeah. Event. So the way that works is we essentially have kind of some uh, times that we have established as as elite and people who kind of qualify for those those levels of competition. We we can offer them different packages, whether it's complimentary registration or um, sometimes we can provide lodging uh, if lodging isn't outrageous like it is these yeah. days. Uh, but we uh, we try to just get some folks into town that that really can give the the race that elite um, sparkle up front, I guess, is the way to yeah. put it. We have this year, uh, we don't really have incredibly deep elite fields. We just have some some really solid runners coming in in a variety of races. Uh, uh, we try to recruit mostly uh, in-state Montana folks first um, and get them here, some of our top runners in Montana, and then you know, we put the word out to some out-of-state folks, uh, and hopefully they can make the trip up here. And I, I know we have a really strong marathoner coming up from Texas this year. Uh, we have a local, a couple local runners that have been right up front um, for several years with us. Uh, Mike Kaiser is, is one that's confirmed and he's, he actually lives right up the road from you guys oh, in, right. uh, in Montana city. Nice. Out there. Yeah, he's, up, he's up on top of the hill. Uh, and then uh, in, we, in the past, we've had Heather Lieberg who yep. is an Olympic trials marathon qualifier. And she, she's, she's run virtually every race we host and, and she has won every race we yeah. host at some point. <laughs> um, and she actually, she actually started running uh, at the governor's cup. I think in 2007, it was her first, very first marathon of her life. Um, and so she's taken that and run with it. Uh, and yeah, and then we get some folks out of Missoula and some folks out of the Flathead. Um, but it, it, it's just been an incredible race over the years. And it it, it always is the one that kind of kicks the summer off. Um, Missoula has the Riverbank run. So and that's in early May. And then we kind of carry that into the summer. And, and I mean, it's been a huge event since I was a kid. I came up here and ran it when I was younger and, and ran it when I was in college at U of M and um, it's always just been a really special race and it's been one of the key races in Montana. Uh, so it's, it, it's awesome that it's still going and it's fun to be part of that. Yeah. From my understanding, I think, uh, Brian, you were telling me that it's also a Boston qualifier. Um, yep. so Mike, I didn't know, I don't know if I told you that, but, um, kind of gives you an idea. It's, it's pretty cool that, um, racers can put that on their, on their radar as a Boston qualifier. Cause we have uh, a couple athletes here that, um, are, are definitely looking at Boston or, or doing some of the more uh, 
bigger circuit marathon type events. And uh, the other thing I like is uh, we, uh, one of our athletes, Kelby, I know he's, he's racing. I don't know if he's racing the marathon, but um, what's cool is he's running with his kids. He's going to do like the, the, what is it, the 5K um, with his boys, and then uh, he'll be racing. Oh, that's all. Together. That makes it fun. Yeah, so it's, I love the, the community aspect because you guys know very well uh, Montana's so great about that. And then when we had uh, um, Rose Grant on right after she won the Butte 100, uh, Mike and I were, we thought the Butte 100 was pretty internationally recognized or nationally recognized event. And they're like, oh, it's pretty well, I mean, it's pretty much a Montana-based event. Um, but I think that's also what makes it so special is, um, you get these like flares that come in that are on the, the circuit, like Rose Grant, you know, four time Leadville champion, but comes out and, and rallies with the community. And um, I think uh, I know the governor's company definitely also, as well brings that to the community. Um, so, what about you guys? Uh, I, I would imagine you guys both have backgrounds in, in, in running. Yeah. So I'll go first. Uh, I, you know, it's funny. We, it's kind of a yin and yang, I would say. Um, I love, I love sports. I love being active. Uh, that 5k distance is right in my wheelhouse. I'd say, yeah. um, I love putting on events. I love, uh, um, you know, basketball, uh, golf, stuff like that. And I love being part of athletics running wise. Uh, you know, that's where we have Jesse, you know, I bring a, uh, a view to the event and Jesse, you know, he does have that. Um, I mean, he's a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal runner, and he can t- obviously talk a little bit more about, about himself. Um, you know, I love being at the finish line, seeing people cross the finish line, but as my wife said, my wife loves to say, if you see me running, you should run too. Cause that means something's chasing me. <laughs> That's what's interesting because, so, you know, working in the, in the outdoor space, uh, serving the mountain athlete, going back, I, I'm going to be 40 this year, but I grew up in the sort of surf skates, um, snowboard scene in SoCal, and it was very, like, punk rock, um, and, health, like, sort of health and wellness was not a focus in the space at all. Um so one, I find that, or, or Mike and I especially are, are noticing there's a big demand for health and wellness and in the action sports culture and, and sort of the outdoor space. But the other thing that is really interesting is endurance sports. So, you know, back when I was in high school, I played baseball and water polo and, and, and snowboarded, like I was gravitated towards action sports, but, you know, endurance sports were not really that popular. And now you look at, um, you look at uh, the outdoor space, like, gosh, running events, like outdoor, whether it's trail running or even all the way up to the ultra, yeah. it's just like, it, it's it's so popular. It, I think it's great, too, because it's, it, it makes fitness accessible to someone that's maybe, you know, doesn't have a background uh, in their youth as an athlete. Because um, I know for me, it was easy to, and you guys know a little, you know, a little bit of my story, but I was in a car accident at 23 um, and lost my leg and went blind. And, and so my world was flipped upside, upside down. But a lot of my identity before that was being an athlete and, and being really active. Um, so I, I, I love that about the popularity of running, that it, it's allowing people to 
to get into fitness and, and uh, get out get outside. And that's our big thing. Well, getting out it's nature. sort of easy. It's sort of easy and it, and it's inexpensive. You know, you just put on a pair of running shoes and you go for as long as you'd like. And there's not a lot of sports out there like that. I I think I love trail running myself. Actually, I I'm more of the five ten k guy just for longevity. I go three two three times a week. But I got to ask you: Is power line involved in any of these running packages? Because I got to do that out there in Montana. They dragged me up the side of a I think it was like a <laughs> one mile elevation. It was absolutely crazy. Uh, say that i missed the first part of your question is power line involved in any of the packages out there no, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> i was wondering because i went up that i was like this is crazy no i'm sure a lot of athletes are training on it for sure um right? <laughs> yeah sure yeah it's uh and what what go, elevation go. are you guys at for kind of this uh for the most part it, it, I, most of the race occurs, I mean, everything that occurs in town is right around 4,000 feet elevation. Okay. The marathon starts, I think, it, it's pretty close to like 48 to 5 up where the start start is. Gotcha. So really there's a net 1,000 yards, or south 1,000 yards, net 1,000 feet elevation change in the race. Um, it is rolling at, at some points uh, for the marathon and half marathon, but it's it's mostly downhill. Um gotcha coming into town and then there's some rollers late in it. Uh, it's definitely not an easy course from my perspective. Uh, we've had runners though, put up some pretty impressive times on, on the course, despite the fact that it's, it's not an easy one for sure. Mm. It's a Montana course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause it, did you find, uh, the Montana air also affects running Is it, with it being so dry? Cause I feel like I, I don't do any endurance. Uh, running or stuff like that but i noticed that when i'm out just adventuring whether it's hiking or outside the montana air is pretty damn dry so i can i would imagine that um when you're doing more endurance type feats i'm a challenge you find that yeah i think it's uh you know, I'm the kind of person that would prefer that versus the humidity, but I know there's a happy medium in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you notice the difference, like running out in the coast of Washington where it's not too hot. And so the humidity doesn't get too overwhelming. Um, and that's probably really nice because, you know, it's cooler air, but not quite as dry as Montana air. Um, but yeah, I would, I would definitely personally prefer the uh lack of humidity because <laughs> yeah, i sure. think any anyone from montana is goes into shock when they race in humidity right it's, it's pretty difficult yeah i i agree I, i'd much rather i love that just dry weather it doesn't matter if it's if it's cold or even in the heat a lot of people don't know that about montana but when i first moved here from socal everybody's like oh are you, how are you gonna deal with the cold and i'm like it's dry cold it's not like that damp east coast just you know the humidity that comes with it. It's actually quite pleasant when it's uh, when it's sunny out. You guys, yeah. it's twenty degrees in the sunshine. It's like the most beautiful place. It's so crisp mm -hmm. and, uh, and clean. And um, so you guys want to highlight some of uh, some of the partners? You guys, I, I know there's a lot of players uh, in the Governor's Cup. Um, you said Blue uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield Montana is your is the title sponsor. Yeah, they are uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Montana. You know, they've presented the race now for 43 years, yep. been a part of it, you know, since its um, 
since its start, and it's they're just an incredible partner. We have our employees who will be through all throughout the course, uh, whether it's at water stations or serving as volunteers as course guards at packet pickups. So our employees they kind of provide a heavy lift as far as providing volunteers and making sure the race uh, goes on without a hitch. Uh, one of two of our um, premier sponsors this year are Montana Rail Link. Uh, they are a platinum sponsor, actually, and they've been a great partner. We actually moved the course in 2018. Uh, for many years, it came down from Marysville, and uh, the marathon, half marathon courses came through Bird's Eye, and we actually crossed uh, railroad tracks twice. Oh, cool. Right? Yep. yep. And so Montana Rail Link would hold trains for four hours for us, which was uh, amazing. Wow. But as you know, especially in Helena, uh, train traffic has only increased. And so they came to us uh, and we worked to find a new course for the marathon, half marathon. That's why it now comes in from uh, Jefferson City through Montana City. Uh, so they're, they're just an outstanding partner. Uh, Toyota is, is a wonderful partner of ours. They, uh, You'll see them down at the finish line. They'll have a... Uh, Step repeat photo booth for our uh, runners to get a commemorative photo. Oh, nice. We'll have a big uh, Toyota Arch there. They provide pace cars for our 5K and 10K. So uh, they're a great partner. And the Northwestern Energy this year has come in as a uh, um, as a premier sponsor, and we're looking forward to uh, that partnership and growing that partnership. And then the other thing that's just as amazing is the just the community itself yeah uh we have 17 water stations aid stations throughout the marathon uh half marathon 10k 5k course and those are all manned by uh businesses and organizations in helena and the surrounding area uh and you know we could not do our race you know without um volunteer and community buy-in um from the city of helena uh, from the community of helena so we we're very fortunate. Uh, one area we do need uh, help with is course guards. Um, we need probably about 25 more course guards. And, you know, it's it's a fun job. Uh, you know, it's either a two or four hour time commitment and you're outside, you you know, you're, you're seeing all the runners go by. You're kind of providing a little a cheerleading atmosphere as they're uh, cruising by you and you're helping to keep the uh, course safe and our runners safe. So uh, we can always use more course guards. Uh, you can, uh, go to govcupmt.com and get a little bit more information there. Or you can, uh, uh, um, if you want to provide my information at the end of this, uh, they can also reach out to me as well. But, you know, those are our main sponsors and our community partners are just amazing. Yeah, you just put anything that is amazing. Yeah, no, I, I think long-term it's been, um, it's been a community effort. And uh, I'm also a member of the, the Helena Vigilante Runners Board um, and, and the Vigilante Runners have been a long time partner from a producing runners perspective, but also from a, um, a an assistance perspective. And the president of the the vigilante runners and and uh, another member of the board, they actually paint our five k and ten k course markings for us. And uh, and then they we we definitely get a, several volunteers from that group as well. And so it's nice to have a, a healthy, um, no cost local club that uh, that helps you know in a variety of different ways as well because. You know, if you don't have that that buy-in from the local hardcore running community, um, it's hard to to make things like this work. And and they help us on that front for sure. Especially in Helena, that's what um, I, I know. When I first started business here, when I first moved here, I, I had a client show up, and they're like, "Oh, you're you're new to Helena, huh? Yeah." They're like, "Yeah, you know, it's a pretty hard place to 
to make it happen. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and now that it's five years <laughs> in, I totally get it um, because there is that core community. And um, but it, it's a beautiful thing. And uh, uh, I just found, well, as you guys are listing off your, your core sponsors and, and um, everything that it takes to, to put an event like on, you know, uh, put an event on like this, it's just incredible. It, it takes a, a a huge team and volunteers and, and all those sponsors and um, just a testament of why it's such an incredible event. Now, is registration still open, correct? Yes, registration is still open. It'll be open up and up through June 10th. We'll have packet pickup on June 10th. Um, so, yeah, you can uh, register anytime leading into June 10th. We will raise our registration fees on June 1. Okay. So if you want to get in at a little bit lower price, uh, now is the time to do it. Uh, but yeah, I know we'll, there is no say uh, race day registration, but registration is uh, open. You can do it online, and it's uh, through June 10th. Sweet. All right. So if you guys, you guys hear that, if you're local and, you know, it's a great, great thing to be a part of, uh, registration is not closed. Also, I'd add that Mount Moments is uh, putting a team together, a volunteer team. Um, so if you're interested in, in being part of that, just shoot us an email. Uh, team at mountainwellnesslife.com. Uh, we want to support you guys in any way we can. I know we're going to hook the athlete bags up with some stuff too. And uh, you guys also have access to the recovery den. Uh, any, you know, if you guys want to uh, use it in any way or any capacity, I know I told you that before, Brian. Um, and we're just stoked to support uh, the governor's top, a, a local event here in Helena. And uh, yeah. Uh, Mike, you got anything you want to add? Oh, I was just curious more about Jesse's uh, background in running. I don't know if we got to hear some of the things he was up to, uh, up to out there. Yeah, I um, I I've got my fingers in a variety of different uh, running pursuits. Uh, but you know, I grew up in Billings, Montana, actually, and uh, ran high school cross country and track down there. And then I went to the University of Montana on a scholarship. Well, I walked on actually, and then earned a scholarship nice. uh, and, and ran there for for five years. Um, and and had a successful career and and then I left it for a while and I got into sports journalism. That's where I met Brian originally. Uh, we actually uh, worked at the Montana Kaiman at, at the University of Montana for a while yeah. together, the student newspaper. Um, and so we we've actually known each other for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I moved out of state awesome. and and was a sports writer in Boise, Idaho, for several years. And Boise is a very endurance sports driven community. Um, and so I really enjoyed my time as a sports writer down there covering those things and and always had this itch to get into coaching. Uh, and so when we came back to Montana, I, I worked as a sports editor for a couple of years at the IR and then uh, and moved to Blue Cross Blue Shield of Montana and helped with, start helping with the Governor's Cup and then had some opportunities to start coaching in the community. And um, so we started the it's the junior vigilantes. It's the little kids um, portion of the vigilante running club. Uh, but now that's the Helena Novas. We kind of rebranded, but under the umbrella of the Vigilante Running Club. Um, so we have the Helena Novas cross country and track. Brian's kids both do that. Um, and my girls have done that. And that was that was kind of how I got started in it. And now I, I'm the head girls cross country and head girls track and field coach at Helena High School here in town as well. And um, nice. serve on the Montana uh, USA track and field uh, board. So I've got, I've got my fingers in a lot of running uh, pursuits and, and I, I really enjoy it. I probably am not running as much as I should on my own right yeah, now. That's just what happens, right? <laughs> yeah, <we laughs> exactly. I want to pay it forward to so many people. It's, it's hard to keep uh, the focus on you from time right. to time. So I'm excited for 
you know, we've got our state track and field meet coming up this weekend. And, and once that's over, I'll, uh, I'll start running for myself again. And um, I'm actually on one of the relay teams uh, with the vigilante runners. And so I'm starting the marathon and then jumping right in the race for a leg and then heading down to the finish line to, to start the 5k and 10k. Wow. So I have a busy morning gov cup day, but I'm excited because it'll be the first time I've, I've participated in it for several years since um, we're part of the organizing committee. So um, I'm really excited about that. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's a great event. Like I said, it's, it was, it was a key event when I was growing up um, in Billings, we would have people come up here every year and run it. Um, and it, I ran it, came back here in college and ran it, like I said. And so it's, it's just really cool that it's still going strong. And, and I think um, with Brian leading it, we've got the right leadership in place and um, really excited about the, the future of this event as well. It sounds like it. Yeah. No, it sounds like it. It's actually got to have well organized, well planned, and I've heard there's hundreds of volunteers, so that's a that's a big race. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it takes about 250 or so volunteers to uh, uh, each year for the governor's cup. So it's it's a small small army of volunteers, and a lot of them have been doing it, you know, for 10, 15 years. We have course guards who come back and say, "I want the same intersection," which is great because you know they're very comfortable there. Um, but yeah, it's. It's it's pretty neat just to kind of see see those stories and um, and then too I mean the finish line is just the greatest place to be because you see whether it's an elite you know an elite runner coming through and winning the half marathon or marathon or you have a family that walked five k for the first time and they're crossing a finish line and they're smiling and they're giving high fives um, you know it's just yeah I mean as you guys know I mean crossing the finish line at any point is is just an amazing experience sure. you know there's nothing like uh, Gov Cup Saturday in uh, downtown there uh, with the uh, sun shining and uh, people crossing the finish line. You guys yeah, get any, uh, I'd love to be a car guard. Right. I know we're not going to be here that weekend, unfortunately. We're going to be up in Vail, Colorado. For the but we've got some guys coming. We've got some folks so, coming. Yeah, we're, we're going to still represent for sure. Um, we'll have our volunteers come out there. Uh, um, I totally forgot what I was going to ask. Um, lost my train of thought. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to ask. Mike, you got anything else? No, I just, I'm excited for you guys. I, I think it's, I, it sounds like a fun, fun day. I know when they, when, like you said, when you cross the finish line, I've done a lot of camera work and so I'll be behind the camera and I stop looking behind this camera and start screaming, go, go, because I know what it feels like because <laughs> you could see them running out of energy. Some of, sometimes you just, you don't need to try to cross that line and you just you need that extra push. And so that's a, that's a fun place to be for sure. I, what always yeah, comes back definitely. to me with the, the, the crossing the finish line, I don't know if you guys remember back in the 90s, Gatorade used to have a commercial of the triathletes coming coming uh, across the, the finish line, but they were cramping. They were like having that full full lockup, and they're like literally falling to the ground, and, and it was like this Gatorade commercial, like basically get your electrolytes. I don't know if you guys remember, but it was, <laughs> it was so gnarly. I remember that one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, then uh, I've heard too. What, what is it? Is it the bad water, Corey? Where when they're getting to the end of the race, it's like a hundred mile race, and their people are running alongside of them, handing them pizza, anything they can give them to get them to cross. Oh the line. yeah, like, I love oh, yeah. that. Shot it's espresso, and, yeah, it gets, yeah, it's pretty much everything <laughs> is all in at that point. Oh, Whatever yeah. you can do to get past, get to that finish line. Do you guys um, get any para athletes out there? Any adaptive athletes? We've had uh, we've had wheelchair. Athletes periodically. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We have never had a real like contingent of para athletes out here, but 
you know, it's like, we, I mean, we always say the event is open to anybody and everybody. And sure. um, if we need to make accommodations. We do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah, so no, we, but we definitely haven't seen a, a big contention of that. Uh, I don't know, you know, I mean, because of my perspective, I just don't know what an ideal course situation would be for those, those types of athletes. So yeah, if you have insight on that, we would obviously, uh, our ears would be open. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. The reason I asked you being in the, the adaptive community as a professional athlete at one point, um, I, def- I never got into track and field or endurance sports, but and especially in um, endurance event, track and field is, is yeah. a big one. Um, but hey, let's let's put it out there. If you guys are listening and you got any para athletes and you have an athlete, get out to the governor's company and represent. Because um, that's always, got, I mean, I, even myself being an adaptive athlete, um, competing in adaptive competitions and in regular able body competitions, like there's just something special competing with other adaptive athletes. And, um, that's a, it's pretty damn inspiring. Um, for sure yeah mm-hmm. anyways uh can you go ahead and plug the website one more time where all of our athletes and runners can find information on the governor's stuff hey you bet uh again it's registration's open through june 10th uh of a race for any skill level between the 5k 10k half marathon and marathon or if you have three crazy friends you can do the marathon relay <laughs> uh just head to go up mt.com uh that has you can register there as all we have course maps course videos uh everything you need to prepare for your race and uh, no we're looking forward to uh welcoming runners here in uh, about three weeks and i also can't thank you guys enough for having us on uh looking forward to uh your guys's involvement this year and then hopefully you know down the road we can kind of you know, grow our, grow this relationship, but we appreciate, uh, uh, you know, taking the time to check all things Gov cup and, and uh, help support our, our runners this year. 100%. Awesome. Yeah. And great luck with everything you guys are doing too. Absolutely. And we, we got, you know, we have this common goal of, of serving the community and, and really getting people out there and active. So this is a, it's a great partnership and we're, we're super stoked that you guys came on the show and, Gave us some insight on the Governor's Cup, and hopefully our listeners, we got them psyched if they're if they're already running or or maybe they they uh, choose to sign up and do their first race. So thank you, Jesse, and thank you, Brian, for coming on the show. Uh, as always, you can find all of the show information over at mountainwellnesslife.com. If you got any questions, shoot us an email at team uh, at mountainwellnesslife.com, and um, you know our Instagram story. We uh, we told you guys about that last time. So best place to connect with us on the socials is definitely going to be Facebook. Um, and yeah, we're looking forward to seeing you guys at the Governor's Cup. Hope you guys all have an amazing week and keep spreading that mountain stoke. We're out. Take care, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Later. The information provided on the Mountain Wellness Podcast is for educational purposes only and not a substitute for professional medical advice. You should always consult a medical professional or healthcare provider if you're seeking medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.